0: you are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, I'm unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back again. I don't know what the date is today, but we're, this is the day we're doing it. Uh, it's a Monday again, nice and early, fresh as a daisy. I think it might be the 18th. 18th of uh, of, of January. Yeah. 2021. Yep, There you go. Official calendar of the podcast, Eddie Simpson, welcome. Happy to play my role. Yeah. Happy to play my role, Tom. Always thought of myself as, you know. Bit of a calendar man. Bit of a calendar man, you know. Strong calendar roots. Yeah, you do. Always had a calendar in the in the home. there There'd definitely up. be like a, a, a someone that comes from a long line of calendar makers. Yeah. Oh that, yeah. Well know. how'd you make all your money, bro? Oh calendars. Calendars. I mean the calendar game. Yeah. Well and truly. We're thinking actually of potentially making a calendar at least. I think I said this to you, but uh, maybe I said coffee table book, but of all of our interactions with Kelly Slater via DMs where he's either left us on red or responded, yes, I'm coming on, and then left us on red for another like sort of few weeks. Well, so- we could do our interactions for each month in which they corresponded. Yeah. Such has been the the wealth or the the, the, the depth of, of conversational yeah. history that we've had with But this, also with this man. The, the, the length of cock tease. Oh yeah. If, oh it's if, huge. if it's not coming on twelve months, then I'm not here. It. No, it's definitely it's over twelve months, but also what's funny is that Curtly Beal, now official friend of the show, teased our cocks way longer than Kelly Slater did. Yeah he did. He teased our cocks for a good twenty four, twenty five months. Yeah. Look, again, I'm in the calendar game and I think that's about right. Yeah. So just look, I didn't mean to bring up Kelly Slater, but are we back in touch? Yeah. Has he got back to us? I did think this because we are asking him for like charities and shit to donate. We obviously raised butter menthol cash, got butter menthols for free. Now we got a thousand bucks to give a charity to Kel. This is how you grease the wheels of the high and mighty P's and D's. You just got to remember that. He just kind of said a homeless guy. And I went back and looked and I'm like, is he just fucking with us? Like, I know a homeless guy that could do with a thousand bucks. Like, do you remember that? No, I don't. But I sort of do now. Is he... he, Like, there is every chance he's fucking with us. Just like we fucked with him. (laughs) He's just turned it back on us. I just want to see if I can find... That wouldn't surprise me one iota. The correspondence. Because I've just been, you know... Where is it? Which charity you want us to send that one K to, Kel? Question mark. I'll figure out. Maybe this homeless guy in Helawia I keep seeing—that's fucking with us, surely. What? Maybe Halieva. May, maybe he does see a homeless guy in Eva all the time. But he's just going to give him a grand? Maybe. I mean, that's well, what... it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a thousand US. No, that's true. Well, maybe it'll have to be because we've been telling him it's a grand. But I'm just going to give a, a homeless guy a thousand bucks. Like, sweet, that's cool. I'm down for that. But that's not a charity. That's a homeless guy on the street. What Kelly's calling the shots? He can call the shots. All I'm saying is Kelly's is, calling the shot. Is he fucking with us? Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Come on. Probably. Probably. Like he's like, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. he's yeah. never hear from him. Yes. Like, of course he's fucking with us, or yeah. he just doesn't. Like, of course he doesn't care. There's a million options. I guess even uh, he, look. The if- thing is, he keeps replying. And that's that's if he is just fucking with us and still replying, it's one of the great trolls all time. Oh my respect for him's gone up. Yeah. As if it 100%. wasn't high enough already. Yeah, it's he's like if he's, he was the best surfer all time, he's actually the best troll all time. Um look, it to be saying we're still it's all box. up in the air. We're still talking with the great it's all, up in the all air. time, we're still sort of saying, you know, there's stocks, bonds, back and forth. stock. yeah, sure, stocks and bonds. I meant I meant bulls and bears. Bulldog. I meant yeah, I meant, I meant non-financial uh, rhetoric, but I got stuck in sort of I just default to financial rhetoric because that's obviously where my mind, you know. Ooh, like you I'm, play- a fi- I'm a finance guy. Well, there yeah, you play the markets all day, all day. Um, Eddie, look, before we get stuck into the sport in general, uh, in a broader sense. I've got, a, I've got a kind of a request for the P's and D's on behalf of you and I, the podcast, and also the Thick Ropes County 11, but mainly just you and I, selfishly. <laughs> um, I want us, with the power of the punter and the dribbler, punter power, to try and get sponsored by Kookaburra so that we can basically just say that we're sponsored by Kookaburra mm. for no other reason than to just be able to say that we're sponsored by Kookaburra, and I think it'd be funny as fuck if we were to get them a la KO, giving us free KO, if they were to bow to the will of the punter <laughs> and the dribbler. Now... <laughs> many have many, many have have, bowed. Many have bowed. A la JBL. Where have they gone? I haven't even seen them in stores anymore. No, no, they Well, they collapsed. They collapsed. <laughs> under and, the under the will. Well, they basically the mars- said, they've basically gone, JBL went, we're taking all our products off the market until we can get them right. Yep. We didn't close a business down because we, you know, we support business, but they weren't providing a product that was satisfactory to the punter and the dribbler. So they've gone. We're pulling all our products back. Look, we, yeah, we don't shut down business. We're pro business. We're for business. business. Yes, but we expect, you know, the products that they sell to be of a high quality. To be of a high quality, a quality that can stand up to the rigors of punting and dribbling. Correct. Which, That's pretty simple. Look, it can be high octane and it can be low octane. <laughs> it, can, it can be. Mate, it has to stand up to the high octane, the high end. Look. You take your good with your bad. Sometimes it is high-octane punting and dribbling, but mostly it's pretty low-octane. It's pretty low-octane, you know I mean? mostly. Just, just laying on the couch for 48 hours, covered in chicken grease, trying to listen to podcasts. Like chicken grease and chicken salt. Like, it's not. I mean, really. It couldn't get lower-octane unless you were dead. So we're not asking for a whole lot. No. That's Um, by the by. That's by the by. What what I am saying is that we need to basically, we've already there have been some you know, Kookaburra has seen us via social media. Well, look, they've seen us, but we they've been keeping an eye on us. They've been keeping an eye on us, but we need to, we need some form of sponsorship from Kookaburra. So we're obviously calling on the punter and the dribbler again. We'll we'll show you. We'll we'll reveal when the right time is. Now, by all means, just go and DM Kookaburra and let him know. But we'll be getting something up there, like Eddie. You, you know, you, you're, you're part of the thick ropes. You haven't played yet, no. obviously, because Sunday's your holy day, right? And we <laughs> we respect that. But Sundays are my Sunday's holy day. It's a holy day for you. It's a it's one where you get back in touch with yourself <laughs> in like a silent meditation <laughs> on the couch or in bed in a dark room. <laughs> so you look. Sh- some would say that it's pretty depressing, but look, there's something to it. You get a lot out of it. I do. Spiritual awakening. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you eat you eat the, the traditional food of your people, which is KFC. <laughs> or a galo. Or a galo, depending on the mood, which is usually always bad, but it's just which way it's pushing you. But we need to get sponsored by Kookaburra. Now, whether that's just in the form of a couple of dope bats or whether it's in the form of a full kit, I think Kookaburra can come to the table because as if you wouldn't want to be associated with a Top of the Heat podcast and also one of the great well, cricketing teams in Australian history, let's, the Thick Ropes County. Let's open negotiations. Yep. Let's see what's possible. Yep. I mean, look, we say that we want cash and, you know, a full kit bat. They probably say, well, we well, only want to give you a box. Now, obviously, like all negotiations, you know, they always start somewhere and they end somewhere else. Yes. They never end where they start, and if they do, you're bad at negotiating. Yes, you've got no leverage. I feel like we've got, like you know, we could go to grey nickels, but we're not losers. Look, we've all we're both got leverage. They're obviously a titan of Australian cricket. We're a titan of Australian sport, and there's and there's to be some meeting in the middle. Yeah, you know, look off the top of my head, do we have a little more leverage than them? Sure, 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 we do. But all I'm saying is, Kookaburra, who we respect and love, dear, like Kookaburra is cricket in this country right the ball any bat that you really ever want is kookaburra and again you know you've got your grand nicholas you got your new balance you got all these other like magoo ass bats and shit unless they want to sponsor us uh kookaburra is the iconic australian bird it's everything australia one of the great birds the kookaburra my favorite bird I'll will I'll fucking stake my name on it right now the kookaburra my favorite bird. The kookaburra doesn't, it doesn't fuck around the kookaburra. The kookaburra looks good, looks great, big, Look confident. Yeah, uh can do some damage if it wants. Absolutely beautiful. It'll fuck you up if it wants to. Beautiful bird. But they're also they can be friendly. You can, oh, yeah. you can befriend a kookaburra. Oh yeah. No, it does I'm saying the kookaburra doesn't take no shit. Doesn't take no shit. But it's it can be friendly. It can be friendly. We're hoping it's friendly to us in the sponsorship of the podcast. And it it likes to have a, a giggle. You just got to sponsor me and Eddie. You don't even have to. It's not like you need to pay every week, like the podcast bought to you by Kookaburra. We just need to be able to go around and say that we are sponsored by Kookaburra individually. Yeah, yeah. that's I'm, mainly it. There's nothing more to it. So make it happen. Let's make it happen. So well, that's a, that's a slide into the DMs of Kookaburra. And basically just gently remind them. The same way we've done it time and time again, punters, dribblers. You know the recipe. You know the secret sauce. You know the secret sauce. You've got the 11 herbs and spices, baby. <laughs> it's buddies. just respectful, but firm. Yeah. Yeah. Put so your foot down. Put your foot down and let them know. Respectfully. Respectfully. Uh, but shout out to Kookaburra. We look forward to working with you in the very near future. Now, Thick Ropes. We played yesterday. We lost. We should have won. And it burnt even more because there was a guy on the other team who we hated greatly. And he was not very good. But he's also... its I'll, I'll explain. Last year, when we were at our lowest ebb of 15 straight losses fame, yet to have a win fame, we came up against this team who I may have even spoken about at one point, but we basically called it the Barbarians Mutiny because we... Started, We got an injury. Mate got hit in the face, got his chin split open, had to go to hospital, like, fucking an over into the game. Mm. My brother was there on the sidelines, so he was like, we're like, can he just come play? And this guy wouldn't let him play. We were like, bro, you're going to make us play a man down? Our mate's just got his fucking head blown off by a ball. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Mm. And he was just super competitive, this little, tiny fucking, you know, the type, like this little fat fucker who was way too competitive for a Sunday game. But then his... Assholishness brought out the competitive nature in all of us, and it was like we almost had a punch on for a seventh fourth you yeah, know, seventh division game fucking <laughs> to fight over like having a player on the field. Anyway, his team turned on him and then they let my brother play. This was a year ago, and it was called the Barbarians Mutiny. It's a famous day in Thick Ropes history, and they'll tell it for generations the story. This little squat fat fuck who looked like a blue cone. <laughs> was in the team that we played yesterday different team so well, he'd been binned well i don't know if he'd been binned and now he's just like one of those there are a lot of those sort of roving types who just go and play in fucking teams because they just want a game but he wasn't even the captain of this team but he was talking like he was the captain he was stand you got to stand at square leg when your team's batting you need like the square leg umpire is of the batting team and after every fucking ball he'd come in and give the batter advice on how to like play his shots and shit and we're like whatever this guy like doesn't we didn't care we are just like this motherfucker then at one point he was like the sort of guy where at one point uh, Henry hit a ball straight up in the air and then it just fucking landed in no man's land yeah and he's like, he's going, he's going to the guy who was close to the thing. He's like, I would have had you standing there. It would have been straight down your throat. Like if, if I was captaining this thing, like I would have oh had you. My just- God. And I was just like, this guy is insufferable. Oh my God. And then he's giving these guys bowling tips from the behind the stumps. Like, listen, did I get 69? Yeah, I did. Uh, but I was like tonking some guy, right. Who was in like a muscle thing that looked like he was on a really, really rigorous steroid cycle, but not a cricketer. And I was just pumping him. Right. And then the guy starts giving him like nuanced bowling coaching that is like, mate, you've just got to try and get it to come up and at his hip cramp him so that he can't re- like can't release his hands or some shit. And I'm like, bro, the guy's doing his best to keep it on the fucking pitch, <laughs> let alone let alone start cramping you up, cramping me with his style. <laughs> so this guy was just the most annoying cunt in the world, and like. It takes a lot for my old man to, like, my old man would see our behavior if we're, like, Gene up at a 7th Division game. Because he comes, he's now the official team manager of my dad. And he comes to like, he would be like, guys, what the fuck are you doing at 7th Division? Get over it. But then once we'd sort of explained this guy, and then he obviously, my old man was just keeping an eye on him. By the end of it, dad was like, oh, my God, this cunt is the, like, dad was now on board. He couldn't, he was now in the 7th Division rivalry that no one should care about. Anyway, we lost, and it just – it fucking – it crushed us. We had – it was two balls to go. We got down to the final two balls, and uh, Barthy was like – when you're only one batsman left, you've got to run twos or hit boundaries. Mm. And we fucking – Barthy was killing it, hitting sixes and fours and shit, just whittling down the score, and then he got bowled, and it was just heartbreaking. But this little squat fuck got over us. We drew in the Barbarians' Mutiny the first time, so it was like even keel here – this fucker beat us this time but i guess where i was actually wanted to get to with that is whilst i detested this man i actually loved him i don't know if it's like jesus right where it's like i actually love you even though you fucking annoy me because i'm like the world would be such a poorer place for not having people like you in it and the cricketing world of last man stand 7th division 2020 would be so much le- like would be so much less rich in Dribbler. If there wasn't a little, if there fat wasn't squat cone a little running spat, around, blue cone giving people giving your <laughs> bowling advice, and, yelling out "crap at square dude, leg." He was so bad at bowling. He got fucking smoked as well. Like it was just. Although he did get me out, which that also burned. Oh. Me. Oh. Yeah, dude, he got me out, and I was like, this was like me and Barthy chasing down the runs through windy, and it was like, oh my god, this is, this is the lowest for me.
1: How did he get you? I got caught
0: again. I did hit him over the trams and onto the road. So I was doing damage to him and that felt really good and then he got me out and all of that work that I had done for myself and for the team, but mainly me because I hated him was just washed away and Damn, I was left I was left like naked on the middle of the pitch like a fucking loser. Mm. Anyway, exposed. I just Moral. want to say shout out to the chubby little blue cone. Because I like you, dude, and you're actually what it's all about. You make me want to play. You make me want to win. But I can't stand you at all. And I don't know how your team does. I honestly don't. 25 minutes after the game was over, he was fucking still talking and giving tips to the captain and other players and shit. And my old man just comes and goes, the cunt hasn't stopped talking to other people about how to play cricket. It was wild scenes. So shout out to him. Shout out to Fellowship of the Swing, Thick Ropes County Eleven. We'll come back. Kukabara, please reach out. But I think Eddie, we should probably talk some sport. Yeah, let's do that. Their cunt was ridiculous. of the Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest-selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout-out to the, the Dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's, it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five-star, all of them, at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need... Bang, Rosé on there, code Manly, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler. And we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. All right, Eddie, so as we go to air, as we go to press, we're in the middle of a gripping third, fourth test, sorry. A decider. St- the decider. Um, Look, it's day four. Ahead of us. So, we can only give context to the puncher and dribbler around what we've seen. Now, we needed to win the fourth test. We'll get to the third test because we didn't yeah. cover it last week. We need to win the fourth test to uh, bring the border Gavaska trophy back home to Australia or keep it here in the nation. Yeah. Well, bring it back. Well, India's bring it back because it. it's India's got is right. But they're in Australia at the moment. So, we'll so we're it like, them. yeah, we just take it off and we go fuck off. Yeah. Respectfully. Respectfully. Now, We could have said you should have said that we would have maybe 150 run lead coming into the second innings. That's probably what you would have said, yeah. If you'd asked, if you'd asked, but that wasn't to be. No, Washington and like Shander, get the names up again. Fakura. two fucking net bowlers. Yeah, two dead set nobodies. Respectfully, they were they're on the plane. They're in the country. To bowl in the nets. Mm. That's the long and the short of it. Yeah. They're a net bowler. Net bowler. Like, oh, all right, we need some blokes to bowl. Fucking balls in the nets. Yeah. Bring these two blokes out who go okay, but are net bowlers. Washington didn't even have any fucking batting gear with him. No. Didn't have his own box. Didn't have his pads. Didn't have fucking shoes. Didn't have a bat. I mean, like, that's... That's some wild scenes there having to share a box in the professional realm of cricket. Yeah. He's, Surely they bring spares, don't they? No, you no, think so? They nah. Don't, no. No, no, no. Because of like biohazards and, and quarantine rules and shit. So what do they do? They have to boil a box or is he just going no, like no, I'm just no, gonna no, share no, dick sweat here? No, I think he I think he swears I think he shares dick sweat. That's, That's how why we I do it. it. That's how we do it at Thick Ropes. Yeah. If it works for us. Well it works for them. Yeah. It's time on it. Yeah, it is. It's actually it's a bonding thing as well, I think. Yeah, like, it's you know, bonding. And look, it's worked. Yeah. My my, my word, it did. He got 60-odd, which is the highest score ever for a seventh, for a batter batting at seven on debut. Look, bit of a tongue twister, but that's what it was. Cricket provides the opportunity for the most obscure stats known to man, and the highest on debut for a batsman at number seven is a wonderful stat that he will probably hold for fucking... Well, he'll hold dearly. But he might hold it for fucking 100 years. So their partnership of 140-odd, Dior put them right back in the fucking thick of it. Didn't it? 33 runs behind. We're struggling to take wickets. Yeah, a, we are. As a bowling look, are we're well, best in the world fame. Do we look tight? We do look a little tight. But I mean, fuck. I know India, Like they all their players are down, right? This is their third, fourth, fifth, sixth string team, and we can't bowl them out. Mm. It's concerning. It's very concerning. Yeah. The Kookaburra, no offense, but can go to sleep. Kookaburra sits on the electric wire laughing up and jumping up and down with his pants on fire laugh kookaburra laugh right that's the kookaburra we know yeah that's a loud laughing kookaburra brash brash yeah ha 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 ha, kookaburra plenty of devil may care about it just fucking rip and tear sometimes I guess maybe it actually gets electrocuted by the electric wire and just dies or sometimes it just gives you the fucking flicks you the bird the bird and goes fuck off I'm not I'm not chirping today I'm not getting up go to sleep now, now you could argue that it was a Sunday yesterday. Did the Kookaburra have a bad case of the eddies? It might have. It might have. Look, we me and Kookaburra out late the night before. <laughs> I'll leave that up to you. We might have been you and you and the bloody Kookaburra out on the Red Bull Saturday let me, night. Let me put it this way: Kookaburra loves the time. <laughs> <laughs> he loves the time. Kookaburra loves <laughs> the time. He loves the time. And anyway, so he was Sunday. scat yesterday and refused yeah. to do a thing. <laughs> But, you know, you could argue he's been scat the whole series because he hasn't done a whole lot. No, he hasn't done a shitload, (laughs) the kookaburra. He's been been doing a lot of his work post 6 p.m. every night. Yeah, yeah. When the cricket's over, he gets to work. Out chasing honeys. But the Gabba test, the Gabba deck hasn't really lit the world on fire. Well, they said uh, on day one, I believe, and again, we encourage everyone here to do their own research into this, because we have, that it was looking more like a day three Gabba pitch on day one. They were like, weird. Not exactly what we expect here at the Gabba It's usually fast as fuck and scary. And bouncy. And bouncy. But it was more day three on day one. So maybe that's got something to do with the uh, the fall of Wicket, the, mm. the lack of enthusiasm from a sleepy kookaburra. Mm. Um what's also worth mentioning, Eddie, is our good friend Labra of an Alpha Magoo fame getting a ton for the nation in the first innings. That was nice to see. Again, I think he's now, and Dior, we will get you to Dior this one. I think he's now top three. He's now number three batsman in the world. Coley's dropped to four. So it's Williamson, Smudge, Labra, Coley. That sounds about right. That sounds about right, and it's pretty cool. Labra scores runs. He fucking lives for it, man. Lives for runs. Thank yeah. God we found him. Right? Yeah,
1: you're right there. And something I think I read last night as well is that he now has the second highest average of all time behind the Don. So he's ahead of At Smudge average. Yeah, yeah. Well, get up his average. Is, um, yeah.
0: What, 65, or something? Well, Smudge is around 62. 61, high 61s. Dior. Uh-huh. Maybe low 62s. Deal. We'll get Smudge and and up, please, deal. While you do that, yeah. it provides me an opportunity to bring up something that has been concerning me. Mm-hmm. Openers. Ah. You mean the, of things we don't have in this country, Fame. Now, I don't think it would be too much to ask, given that Hayden and Langer retired fucking 30 years ago. That we could find an opening partnership that consistently get us none to 100 just to make the nation feel right. Yeah. Make it feel comfortable. Did you see that list of the Australian opening? Yeah. 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 It was like reading a fucking essay. Yeah. Let me try and find that. It was like 25 different fucking uh, opening partnerships since 2016, I think.
1: So, yeah. Manus, uh, right now averaging 62 on the dot. Steve Smith, 61.85. The Don, obviously, number one. Marnus is two. Smith is four. Do you guys know who number three is? For best batter in the world? Uh, For highest averages. Oh, Adam Voges. Yeah.
0: So we got a top four all time. Yeah. We're the fucking... And and the little little nation that could. Is there a statue of Adam Voges somewhere? Should be. There fucking should be. So it's Don, Marnus, Smudge, Voges. No, no,
1: no. Voges, then Smudge. Holy by, shit.
0: By 0.02. Vogis of, what, eight test fame? No, dude. you got to play you over 20-something.
1: And he played oh, 20 I matches. Did. Yeah. you gotta he p- got a couple of huge ones. So his high score is 269, not out. He also got a 180 and a couple of those. Are not out. That's yeah. some vote Again,
0: shit. as I said, he should be in bronze. He should be bronzed somewhere. Definitely. But, uh, so this is since 2016, our opening partnerships. Warner Burns, Warner Marsh of Sean fame. Warner Burns, Kawaja Renshaw, Warner Renshaw, Warner Kawaja, Warner Renshaw, Warner Marsh of Marsh fame. Uh, Warner Renshaw, Warner Bancroft, Burns Renshaw, Finch, Kawaja, Finch, Marsh, Finch Harris, Kawaja Harris, Finch, Harris, Kawaja Harris, Harris, Burns Harris, Warner Bancroft, Warner Harris, Warner Burns, Burns Wade, Warner Pokovsky <laughs> Warner Harris. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Since 2016. That we have f- four years ago. <laughs> Mate, we think about it this way Eddie. We've got a proud Australian history of opening batsmen. Mm. Imagine if just all of a sudden we forgot how to produce Vegemite, if it's still produced here, I don't know, with the whole craft thing, but assume that it is. Imagine if we just forgot how to produce Vegemite. Imagine if the Kookaburra forgot how to laugh. Would we just accept that as a nation? No, we'd we be would. going. We'd be up in arms, going, "Get it together!" If the if the head of Vegemite, CEO of Vegemite, yeah, and you know, I presume it's still in the Vegemite family. I think it is. I think it's actually a koala in very Australian, you know, in a very Australian story. If they got up there and said, "Listen, we've actually lost the recipe for Vegemite," we'd go, "That's not good enough." No, that's not good enough. Get in there and reverse engineer it. I've got a jar at home. Go and fix it. Go and fix it, and don't stop until you do. Yeah. Don't rest. Don't rest. But also, don't come to me and say it's going to take ten years because I'm not going to swallow that either. No, I'm not. You've got. I'm not going to have twenty different recipes in four years. You've got you months, if not weeks, yeah, to get this thing right. Otherwise, it's straight to the hay. What happened? What What happened when they changed the shapes recipe? We bloody. There were protests in the streets. Yeah, mate. yeah. We people ain't... lost their collective fucking minds. Right. People were locked up. People were sent to prison, and that was reversed. What happened when Vegemite tried to release the ice snack 2.0? Everyone went. You get that off our shelves right now, or we're going to fucking wipe out your entire lineage. Yeah. Respectfully. Look, I don't know why we're not applying the same passion, the same sort of uh, ruthlessness, Tom, yes. to the Australian opening situation. doesn't make sense to me. It I mean, doesn't. JL's in the setup now. He's coach. He's been there. He knows it. He is one of the greats. Th- that's what I'm he saying. He is Vegemite. Surely he can recognize how the... Like, if he can't fix it, then we're all fucked. Yeah. I just refuse to accept it's taken this long. No. Now, listen. It's not like we haven't produced batsmen in that time. No. Yeah, sure, there have been few and far between. Yeah, sure, Smith fucking wins his test almost exclusively. Yeah, before that, it was pretty much Clark doing it and then Hussey as well. Yeah, we've been a bit thin on the ground. Sure. But that's not good enough. We're, we're Australians, Eddie. You know what? You might be running a bit low on ingredient A, but you've got a lot of ingredient B. But in the production of vegemite, you find the ingredients and you make it fucking work. Are you telling me there hasn't been like a yeast shortage at some point that vegemites have to over ha- Had to overcome? Yeah. yeah, there is. You know what though? You get out there and you find the fucking yeast. <laughs> you go and find the yeast, mate. It's not an excuse that it's a shortage. Go I don't, find more yeast I don't trees. Give a shit. Plant more yeast Plant trees. Plant more yeast. <laughs> Rear more yeast. I don't know how you do it. Cultivate the yeast. I mean, Jesus Christ, we've got fucking an Ashes series at the end of next summer. Yeah, that everyone seems to have fucking forgotten about. This was supposed to be a touch-up, a tune-up, get the boys ready, get us humming. But more than that, get the pitchers ready, get the Kookaburra singing. Nothing's come together. (laughs) Everyone's fucked up. To be honest, if I'm calling this as I see it, which is the only way I know how, (laughs) India kind of deserved to win this series. And I don't say that lightly. Obviously, I want us to win. I think we'll win. I think we'll do it comfortably. Even though that's not possible now because it's been very <laughs> uncomfortable to this point. But <laughs> And rain basically and rained, insinuates that like it, it's gonna be a it's draw. It's gonna be a draw and then we won't we won't retain the we won't win it. But we have like not done like I thought we were just gonna after the first test. Well, 4 0 was getting thrown around. 4 0 was getting thrown a lot by you and I. And in that last test, we found ways to not win that one. Look, when we took thirty six, when we took ten wickets for thirty six runs, I thought, fuck, here we are, home and hose. Mm. Then Carly Hobbs on the plane. Then injury after injury after injury. This is essentially like their 4 string side. Yeah. Make no mistake, we should have fucking we had to get five wickets in two sessions in Sydney. Couldn't get the job done. Couldn't get any. Couldn't get any wickets. Couldn't get any. Let alone like five. We got, got Rahana and Pijara, and We're like, all right, we're into it now with these losers. And it was like, oh no, we can't get any wickets out. What are we, like we can't get anything? Then we what? go up to the we go up to the Gabba, set three fucking sixty odd. Then we look like bowling them out with a hundred fifty run lead. No, no thirty three run lead on a Gabba pitch that apparently looks like it's day three. I mean, what the fuck's going on there? I'm pretty sure that curator's not there anymore. The guy with the big mustache, pretty sure he's retired. There could be some some issues around that. Dave's currently looking at as we speak about curation of the Gabba pitch. If he has retired and there's some new person here, then it's hague for you, brah, because mm. this thing sucks. <laughs> this is a crime against humanity. It's kid. not up to it. It's not up to like, it. Like, when you go to India, all the pitches look like, no offence, goat tracks, because that's what they like. Yeah. They like spinning on the on the goat track. It spins them all. Doctored to an inch of their life. Inch of its life. If we, like, basically, remember last time we were up 1-0 after the first test, and then the second, second test we went to was like a fucking minefield? Yeah. That's They love that shit. I also think that we should really, out of respect for the game, out of respect for the art form, be referring to curators as pitch doctors. Yes. Because that's what it is. You're yep. a doctor of the pitch. Of the pitch. Have you got something?
1: Yeah, so the Gabba curator, um, Kevin Mitchell, yes. who worked there for 33 yes. years, he retired at the end Fair. of the, the 2018 Ashes. That's States,
0: what I'm talking about. I think, that's what I'm yeah. talking about.
1: But I mean, a- the
0: Mitchell man—he—he he was terrific. Thirty yeah. odd years. Yeah. Pretty sure his old man was a was a pitch doctor. Well, time. of course he was. A long line of pitch doctors should be knighted. Really, the motherfucking—we didn't lose a test at the Gabba. That's why it was called the Gabba Twelve, off the back of the Mitchell name. Yeah, now, he's fucked off. He, look, he's earned his right. to Of fuck course off. he has. But look. Should he have blooded someone along the way? Yeah. Has look has not up. got a son? Who's doing it now? If they don't out, of re- R- out of respect, I'm not going to hang that on him. No.
1: Out of respect. Well, uh, but
0: let's just see. Because if, if he hasn't provided an heir <laughs> and then brought them through, then it is on him.
1: David Sandu- Sandusky. Sandusky. Sandusky is the new one.
0: Where's he from?
1: Um, let's have a look.
0: I mean, like, what's he done? Yeah, you weren't asking, like, a racial question. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm asking, what what's he done? Yeah. Where's Where so he from? Yeah, yeah. What pitches has he worked on? Is he... What school of, of do pitch doctory is he out yeah, of? Yeah, but do you like like, what would be cool... I'd love to speak to a pitch doctor, because they'd be like, what's the best pitch you ever produced? you be like, oh, mate, the 1996 fucking New yeah. Year's, you know, whatever it is, test... The Gabba did this, did that. I wonder if they've got, like, pictures on the wall of great pitches. Of course they do. Pictures of pitches. Of course they do.
1: Okay, so there's an interesting yarn here. So um, it says, after playing his trade on the wickets of the MCG in Allen Borderfield, <sighs> Mr. Sandusky is no newcomer, but the Gabba's reputation, blah, blah, is going to be difficult. But, so, um, he, where is this? He, he-, he worked at AB Field at Albion under Kevin Mitchell Sr., and then okay. he said he spent a lot of time with Kevin Jr.
0: Okay. Well. So there is still some connection. I am There's concerned that he came connection. from Melbourne, though, because their pitches have only got better since he left, it seems. Well, and, and they were drop ins, whereas the Gab is an indigenous pitch. Don't know how closely they two align, but it, it sounds to me like he's done an apprenticeship under Mitchell Sr. Which is which I respect. I respect that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and he's and he's closely aligned to Mitchell Junior, yes. who we also have a lot of time for. Yeah, a lot of time. So maybe it was a bad year. Maybe he was. Oh, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna let him have one year off. Covid year. I mean,
1: I think there's something else. And if I can just extrapolate these thoughts, Please, the GABA test is usually the first of the summer, which means firstly our bowlers are raring and ready to go, and also maybe some different weather conditions. Maybe Possibly late November. Kind Possibly. Of different to late Look, Monday.
0: I was talking to Max Down's friend I of the show. That from Dave. Max Down's friend of the show the other day. This is my opinion. Gabba should be first, so we get it back to really early December. I want to get rid of November test. I think it serves nobody. Yeah, we fucked that off. We get Gabba early, early in the reckoning mm-hmm. in December, and then you can either have the Perth or the Adelaide test second, middle December. MCG end of December, Sydney. Sydney first of December. And then again, either Perth or Adelaide mid Jan. That solves the issue. Solves all issues there. Solves the November test issue, which fucking care A, like let's do it around holiday season, yes. peak holiday yes. season. Fixes our GABA issue, which may well be an issue with the weather. I can respect that. Mm. And fucking fight it out for who has it in the middle of January. Need five tests though. I think we need we need to. Well, we of all, course, we but I just a, yeah. I, no, I'm 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 saying I'm with you. We need the five tests. Dave Sandusky's going to get a, a stay of execution from us, and I believe that means we're not going to kill him. <laughs> I hope that's what it means. That's what we are. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, but obviously, and it's a COVID year, so we're going to give him off. Dave's also Dave D or Dave of intern fame, of looking up shit for his fame. He's also provided a very well-thought-out and reasonable... Balanced. Balanced opinion of maybe it's about the time of year that it's gone on. Bowlers not having the same... They're running out of puff. So Sandusky's getting a stay of execution. But you get one chance. You get one fuck-up. This is the big leagues. This is the big leagues. One fuck-up and then... Now, unfortunately for Sandusky, the next big test for him is the Ashes. If you fuck that one up, bro, we got... And they will move that. Problem. They will have the gaba first because you want to set the tone. You have to. You have to set the tone. Now, Sandusky's got a bit of time, not a heap of time. He's got a bit of time to get this right before December or late November next year. This year. This year. The Ashes is this year. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That puts it in perspective. Yeah. But all but- we're saying in a roundabout way, ladies and gentlemen, punters and dribblers, is that... Yeah, we might have a 33-run lead. Yes, David Warner's come out and swinging the willow and looks pretty good at the time of recording. But apparently, La Nina's going to rear its ugly head. It's been tough for us to take 20 wickets in the last two tests, if not the last three. Yeah. So I am concerned that this will end a draw. Uh, end as a draw. I'm concerned that the Border G- Gavaska Trophy goes home with India. And I'm concerned about us not winning another home series. Yeah, all very, very reasonable concerns. Now I'd like us to just jump back a test to the third test. because mm. obviously there's not much more insight. No, we've covered it insightful as it is that we can provide that we can lay on the fourth test because at time of recording, fourth day about to commence. Isn't it funny? How how just below the surface, our whole, uh, like, our continued disdain, for not disdain, I don't know what the thing is, but, like, we've forgiven Steve Smith, right, for sandpaper. You're back, you're scoring runs for the country, all is forgiven. But it ain't that forgiven because all it takes is, like, just for you to fucking scrape your foot along the ground on the pitch, which is so inconsequential to anything that we just are all, like, Oi, bro! don't forget about the fucking fact you're a cheater. Like, it just all rears straight back up. Now, forgive me if I'm not well-read enough. How much of the outcry, the yep. uproar, was mm. coming from Australia? See, a lot of what I read was like disgruntled fucking ex-poms who got pounded within an inch of their life when they were playing, mm. fucking barely walking, barely breathing. Yeah, now. yeah, Of pounded to within an inch of their life fame. yeah. Coming out going, that's fucking cheating. Like, that was my understanding. Like, salty Indians as well fucking pointing the blame. Yeah. Let's call a spade a fucking spade. He was taking center because he's autistic <laughs> and he can't help himself. Like... How the fuck is that cheating? Yeah, if he's fucking pounding out the footmarks, sure. I'd go, Jesus, Steve, that's a big <laughs> fucking how you're going. But he's taking big chunks out of the footmarks, that wasn't what he was doing. No. He was marking centre, which the boat would have done a ball later anyway. Exactly. They do it every fucking time they face up. Which I've never really understood. Like... They all mark center every time they fucking Did go everyone, bat- everyone wants center. Center's marked. <laughs> yeah, like, center's center, marked. Centre's marked. They just need to go out there and draw a fucking white line on the ground. That's center. There you go. That's center. Why would we bother fucking- They mark it. You may as well just mark it, right? Like, every batsman's asking for it. Just mark it so there's no fucking
1: drama. <laughs> Do the batsman not trust the dude before him? He's like, oh, he- marked That's it. what yeah, I mean. I they know. all know. mark their own center.
0: I'm like, there's 50 scuff marks here. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Marking center, I've never understood. No. No. But that's all he was doing. Yeah, he was market center. He was helping the bloke out. You could say, you could argue, Dave, and Tom, that he was being a good bloke. He was actually just helping out. Pant, going against you know the country a little bit, just trying to be a good bloke. Trying well, try to, well, trying to, trying to erase yesteryear. Yes, exactly. Trying to erase the cheating Continue scandal. The, the apology by going. Him. Listen, I'm actually a great bloke. But it's just funny, I'm mark right? For you. Everything's all good. Yeah, we forgive you, but we actually don't forgive you. And I guess, you know, you do anything that looks even slightly like it's cheating. We are going to rip your asshole apart. <laughs> and he's like, mate, he doesn't get it. He's like, wait, what did I do wrong? You know, he's like a kid that doesn't realize why his parents are breaking up, thinks it's his fault. He's like, wait, what's going on? What's going on? I didn't know. That. I was just fucking marking center. I'm a cricketer. I'm a freak. I shadow in my room. With my thigh guard on in full whites. <laughs> full regalia. In full Australian regalia. <laughs> of, what do you fucking think I'm doing? I'm a freak, respectfully. But, like, of course I'm going to just do weird shit. I, I, this is all I do. Mm. I live and breathe this. Yeah. So- and if I walk past and see a centre unmarked, I'm marking it. Yeah, and the th- it's not marked to my liking. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I mean. Because it was marked to the next well, if it's goddamn a- <laughs> mark. if it's not marked to his liking, consider it unmarked. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like a cat needing to piss on their territory. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I need to do a bit of I could probably mark this center a little better. Yeah. Now, the other uh, thing to this whole third test schmozzle is the... Seeming like, again, the short memory that everyone has regarding our fearless leader, Timothy Payne, T-Payne, of hot Captain fame, (laughs) where, like, this motherfucker has been, like, an arranged marriage forced upon the nation. He has then won us over... Has then, but it's He wooed us, Tom. He wooed the hell out of us, Eddie. He's then made it his team, like stamped his foot on the team and gone, this is my team, this is my country, this is how we're going to do it. We go over to India. I think he got us back to number one in the test team in the world at one point. We then go over to England, sorry, re- retain the Ashes, famous fucking performance. He looks like an absolute alpha in the test documentary, like couldn't be fucking cooler and more like assured of himself. Mm. Comes back here has one test match where he drops some catches and calls Ashwin a dickhead, which he very well could be, <laughs> and people are going, he's lost his cool, he's fucking... Da-da-da. You're like, mate, it was one fucking test. And then he comes out straight after it and goes, yeah, sorry, like that wasn't the standard I hold myself to. Yeah. It's like... And people are going, he should be dropped. He should lose the captaincy. It's like, and again, this is why I love Test cricket because there are so many fat little dribbler cones, you know, <laughs> out there who just want to like, you know, who are overreacting on everything. Yeah. But it's like, mate, this guy has done everything for this country. What the fuck are we talking about? He sh- shouldn't be dropped. Mm. He called him a dickhead. Yeah, which he might be. Mate, it's outrageous. Like. Show some respect, first and foremost, for what this bloke's done. He's dragging us out of the fucking abyss. After Cape Town, we were at the all-time low of all-time lows. All-time low. You couldn't get lower. No. We were in the toilet, and we were shit, by the way. (laughs) We were awful. So we were in the right spot. (laughs) We were a turd that was in its home, which (laughs) was a toilet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where we were. No Steve Smith of getting us out of fucking every predicament (laughs) fame, but also now in the toilet fame. David Warner averaging 48. Like... We were fucking up against it. And through sheer will and might and aphorism, he dragged us back to number one, retained the ashes, bliada yada yada. Tom's already said it. Now, he had a bad game. Everyone's going to have a bad game. Even someone of his ilk, and I'm talking the best gloveman in the land, mm. he's going to drop a couple. Yeah. Sometimes we get a little frustrated to the point, might I add, where David Warner's trying to fucking tell Bancroft, well, he told him to take fucking. Sandpaper onto the ground. Like, you can see there's levels to this shit, right? There's levels to this shit. That's probably at the pointy end. Yeah. That's like, ooh, ooh, shouldn't do that. Shouldn't have done that. But to to get a little fired up and call a bloke a D-bag, that's fucking play on. That's play on. Now, stunt mics are on. Kitties don't want to see a guy getting called a dickhead. But, like, kitties need to realize that this isn't fucking under twirls. No. This is the pointy end of cricket. This is where you want to be. You want to be out there in the middle, hot Australian sun, getting called a dickhead by an opposition keeper. Ask yourself this. Ask yourself this. How many times have you been in traffic and someone's just like merged at the wrong time or like something really innocuous and really not that big of a deal? No. Fuck a dickhead. Fuck you you, you, dickhead. you, you You'll throw the fucker on the front for a bit of flavor, yeah. right? You've done it a million times. Admit it. You have. I've done it way worse than that. Now T Pain's out in the middle. The ball's doing fuck all. He's got to get five. All this test that we should we should be winning, and he's got a little bit, a little bit hot under the collar, and caught him a dickhead. He didn't even put fucking in there. No, I think that shows incredible restraint, personally. Correct. Imagine if he was in traffic. Well, think about what you've done in traffic. This is this is a cauldron far hotter, my friend. Far hotter than any traffic I've been in. Far hotter. And he throws a little dickhead because Ashwin is one, and you know. It's play on. It's play on. And but it, it, it just, it's just—it's just a reminder of how chirpy some Australians can be, it's, and 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 just how like you know don't want to undo all the good you've done. I'm like, if you think for a second, journo's of the nation and. Facebook commoners of the nation and general cricketing dribblers, fat blue cones of the nation, think that a little chirping of Ashwin and calling him a dickhead, which he might be. By the way,
1: Ashwin has been known to man in the past. I just looked it up. So. Sounds like a dickhead. Yeah. Sounds well, like a dickhead. that's the definition. Yeah.
0: Looks like a dickhead, sounds like a dickhead, might be a dickhead. If you think that's going to undo all of the greatness that T-Pain has given to this country and the yarn that he's given to this country, then you don't get cricket.
2: You'd you haven't have, to, he'd have to be
0: watching on that. He'd have to kill someone in my mind to get me off his back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hmm. He'd I'm, have to start man-catting. He'd have to start man-catting, which is a real dickhead move if you ask me. <laughs> so I just found that all pretty fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. And he comes out the next morning and goes, listen, I've, to- I've had time to reflect. I'll get it to be better. And you go, fine. I respect the hell out of yeah, that. Yeah, love it. I respect the hell out of that. Just own it up. Like, I'm not, yeah. Okay, you, you, you know, you, you made a mistake. It's fine. Play on. But to, people want him replaced, right? I'm like, okay, if you want to replace him. Who? who? With, with whom? Who? I have not heard of a replacement keeper thrown around at all. Well, Kerry's the replacement keeper, right? But if you replace the keeper, who's the captain? That's the bigger thing. Is Kerry up to it? Is he, well, he's is not he's as good as Tim. Th- Tim's the best clubman in the land. Well, well there you go. Yeah. Well, that's my point. Yes. But if but if you were saying just change the keeper, then who's the captain? Who's, who's the captain? Smudge? Does Smudge come back in? We just saw it. Smudge can't even mark sender without getting basically hung, drawn, and quartered. So we can't. Smudge, clearly the nation, not ready for him to slide back in. No. Marnus? Marnus is still, a, you know. He's a boy. He's a boy. He's a boy. Marnus might be third in the rankings, you know. Of, of batsmen in the world but Marnus boy. is still, he doesn't need that pressure he doesn't need the pressure it's too early it's too green he barely like Manus is just a Marnus is like a young naive child who's like hanging out with the cool kids the first time he doesn't know what the fuck to do and then what What do you go to Pat Cummins no do you go to a bowler no one goes Everyone. no one goes to the bowl. everyone who you who, who has a whose opinion you respect is like no don't go to a bowler when it, they and they use Tim Painters and go they they're even saying that's why you don't have a wicketkeeper as captain. Because they're going, he can't concentrate on the game, you know, that's why he's getting he's getting angry and shit. And I'm like, mate, he fucking had one bad game. But with a bowler, it's like He's gotta be in there performing if he's not doing well, is that affecting his fucking decision making, you know, XYZ? I'm happy to not give it to Pat Cummins. He's hot as hell. I get that. Like, we'd have the hottest captain in the history of world cricket. And that's not something that you just say no to, right? We obviously keep our options open here. If we want to have the hottest captain in world cricket, that's something we need to consider as a nation. <laughs> but is that going to be good for our cricket? I don't know. That reminds me saying. But point is, point is this. We don't have an option. What are, what are our options? What are our options? Tim Payne's skipper, at least until the next Ashes. The has to be. Break. He has to be. We're like people are talking about Travis Head, he's not even in the side. Warney, if you want Warney wants Travis Head skipper yesterday, not in the side. Future Australian skipper Travis Head, is he? He's not in the side. Fuck, what future are we talking about? <laughs> what well, future in which he scores a shitload more runs? The only right. option, really, if we're being honest and truthful with ourselves, if you have to replace Tim Payne, is Steve Smith. Yes. No one else is locked into the side long term no. except Labra, who's too great. Yeah. It's Smith, and I don't think anyone else is really comfortable with Smith. I think Smith probably wants it again, and I'd, look, I look—I wouldn't care if he had it again. Well, he obviously wants to right wrong. Yes, my concern is, and it's the concern of the nations. I echo those sentiments. Is he up to it? Is he up to it? Is he a leader of men? Is he a leader of men? Maybe he's become a leader of men because he wasn't one before. Well, he's been put through the ringer. Maybe yeah. he's come out a man. I don't. It's hard to say. It's hard to say but that's sort of like the, if you give Marnus the captaincy Smudge was almost a bit marnus when he was last captain like couldn't tell couldn't pull bangers and, and, and Warner into line and be like hey fuckers don't do that if you believe it was only two people that knew about it but maybe it was more uh, but you know Marnus if he saw that now I think Marnus would be too green you know he's a young Christian boy he, he just prays all the time I think respectfully <laughs> uh, so I just don't think he's up to it anyway we could sit here and break down the political machinations around the cricket, the test captain of this country, for hours and hours and hours. and Days. And many people do, like ABC Grandstand, which is a great fucking coverage. I will say that. But they get into the weeds on this shit. We've got enough into the weeds, and I think now we've got to walk back out of the mangroves so we don't sink and drown. But, Eddie, I feel like, to me personally, that's cricket. That's cricket. Eddie, and some news that will shock probably no one. Um, the uh, rugby league world back in the headlines for all the right reasons this time of year. This is the sort of stuff we like to see in rugby league. Generally speaking, though, the rugby league player will get into his work immediately after the season or, you know, in the month leading up. A lot of, of um, built-up angst. angst. And, you know, pre-seasons... They're tough. They're they're tough. They're getting frustrated, and you know they have like the Christmas period of their families to sort of try and lay low and be cool. And then as the new year rolls in, it's like, all right, well, footy's not far away. We're gonna start ramping up promotion of the game. We saw that Jonathan Patton's fucking allegedly DMing heaps of chicks in the AFL, trying to get a bit of column inches for the AFL, right? But then you know Payne Haas goes right, bruh. Time for us rugby league boys to start putting in the work. <laughs> now Payne. <laughs> has been charged with intimidating police officers. Yes. Now, I don't I don't think it's very hard for Payne to intimidate anyone. No, just a stare. Although. Just a stare, just a general glance in your direction, and Payne will intimidate you. So if I'm putting my Rugby League Players Association hat on like, I'm for the player, mm. these cops could have been pussies. And like all of us are, Payne's just looked at them. They've been like, oi, don't intimidate me, brah. I fear that may not be the case, though. What are they saying? Dave? What's coming out of police headquarters? Can you please so, get up there?
1: Yeah. So um, about 10pm Saturday, 16th of January. Okay, officers... so this is
0: just firstly night time. So yeah. that's an intimidating
1: time for anyone, let alone to come across Payne Haas. Mm. Um, the officers from Tweed, Byron Police District arrested Payne Haas. Um, according to the Courier Mail, Haas was with his pregnant partner when he was approached by police um, near the harbour there. Um, and he was apparently intoxicated and allegedly became abusive towards police and was arrested. Why was he... Why, like... Why was he approached? Yeah, why was he approached? Does it say? It doesn't say why.
0: If they arrested every drunk person walking down the street, like... They wouldn't have enough fucking space in the bloody holding cells. Prisons would be overflowing. This sounds like a man just enjoying a fucking lunatic soup or two. (laughs) And then going for a stroll with the missile. Look, we don't obviously have all the facts and all the figures, but we'll no. go off what Dave said.
1: And it seems like these charges are very like loose charges that you kind of can't prove. Like an officer can just say, oh, I felt intimidated. So I'm Payne might have been like, what the
0: fuck are you arresting me for? Yeah. That'd intimidate me if Payne was like that. And then would be like, oh, you're right. Sorry, I don't know why I'm arresting you. If Payne's getting arrested because he's had a couple of lunatic soups and he's walking down the promenade, I don't know why I thought he was at a promenade, but wherever he is... I think it was a promenade, he? Sure. He's going for a nice stroll, yeah. an evening stroll. Yeah. Yeah taking in the sights and the sounds smells the smells holiday vibes yeah. he's been training his dick off yeah. yeah he's just you know just debriefing the week and the day with the mm. missus
1: and sounds like he's enjoying one of the last nights he'll have as a non-father before he's like got he's correct and bet speaking
0: as a father that is something you need to enjoy because once you are one and they don't sleep life is hell so you know pain just out there trying to enjoy life before it becomes hell sometimes and then he's been approached and seemingly arrested. Now, obviously that's gonna send a man of, of pain's ilk yes. into a bit of a state, bit of a frenzy. I mean uh, you don't tell him what to do. He's an enforcer. Exactly. Don't tell me what to do. The only person I'll listen to is my halfback. Now, if you get Tommy did in you know, in the blue of the the police of the tweed and they go, Move on, thank you, sir, I go, No worries, Tommy. Mm. Because Tommy will just tell me where he needs me to go. Yeah. Hit the ball up here. Go yeah. Here. It's a so, halfback or the coach. Yeah, Simple as that. That is it. If it's not them, then he's not going to do it. No. So. And why would he? Because he's been reared as an enforcer. That's all. You, you listen to your half and your coach. You go on in your truck nut and you and you bend the line. Yeah. That's your job. And you don't take no shit. From anyone, especially... Well, anyone. Well, exactly. Anyone. I was about to say something disparaging to coppers, which I shouldn't. No. Maybe. We're not about that. We're not about that. We love coppers. I was just more thinking like Payne might think. We, well, that's what we're trying to do. Put our ourselves in the mind. Wear the other shoe. Yes, exactly. That's what big, we're trying to do. Big shoe. Big shoe. Huge shoe. Huge shoe. We, fit in, shoe. we both fit in the, in the same shoe. We're in the same shoe. We're in the same shoe.
1: Maybe he just saw the cops, saw a blue shirt, thought, oh, Sharks player. Like, fuck. I mean, he might have. Not he not might taking, have just defaulted he might to opposition.
0: He might have gone default rugby league.
1: Mm. Maybe if you put
0: the cops in Broncos colours. Maybe. Maybe. That might help him because he goes, teammate here, just tell me what to do. Whereas if it's in blue, it's like, that's the opposition. Mm. And then I'm going to have to fucking G up. But without any more information, that's basically the long and the short of it. Maybe he has some sort of deal set up with the cops here from a promotional marketing standpoint. Just goes, listen, this is going to get thrown out of court. I'm going to have the defense of I thought you were the opposition and I'm going to be allowed out, right? Mm. So... Basically just arrest me, say I was intimidating you. We'll get on the back page. We'll get fucking Peter Bedell up there with you know, his hair quickly deserting him. Was that a mean shot at Peter Bedell? Yes, it was. Should he shave his head? Yes. Is that the point? No. Get Peter Bedell out there, and we'll get him to write up something uh, about it. We'll get the column inches for days. Everyone's talking about it. Rugby league back in the headlines. Well done, Payne. Gets thrown out. You get no charges. And job done. No harm, no foul. We can all go home to bed. We can all go home to bed. Rugby league, the winner. Possibly, I'm not prepared to rule that out. Is Payne that crafty? Hard to say. I mean, that's a crafty ruse. I think Payne could be that crafty. Payne could be pulling the wool over all our eyes. Mm. I know that he is. He lives and breathes like nut trucking. Not exactly a, an intelligent footballer. He just runs hard, smashes motherfuckers, and like. I think people. I think probably more likely that the NRL set this up. Mm. Payne's obviously in on it. They've briefed him up. Yeah. You know, there's an extra fifty grand in it for him. Yeah. You know, marketing. Yes, marketing, marketing budget. expenses. The NRL tear it up. Headlines, print papers, sell papers, buns on seats. Yeah, memberships up. Jersey sales for jersey Payne. sales flying. Yeah, and obviously viewership numbers breaking all records. Yes. I mean, that's that's the long and the short of it. That's the model. That's what's put. Rugby League back on the map. That's how Rugby League won the Rugby League-Rugby Union war. Mm. Let's not forget the Rugby League was well back in the late 90s. Even early 2000s when your Takiri, Sailors, Rogers of the world went and got paid more to play Rugby Union. Well back. And they've overcome it through through the power of marketing. Guerrilla marketing. Guerrilla marketing. They'll never admit it. No. It's not in the minutes. No. Certainly not in the minutes. But Tom and I have influence at the board level, and we've read the second set of books. We've we've read the second book, the second minutes, second minutes, correct. The secret minutes, the we've secret read it. minutes. Yeah, yeah, we fucking read it's it. it's all in there. The
1: seconds, the seconds, Not the minutes,
0: yeah, the seconds, love it's that. The minutes. It's all in okay. there. It's all in there. Um, but so, listen, we'll obviously wait and see. This thing may have a few more twists and turns. This pain half story, but we'll just wait and see. Mm. It's a wait and see. It's a wait and see.
1: Court date on the second of February.
0: Perfect. Coming into season. That's a month out from kickoff. I'm going to be out of the toilet.
1: (laughs) Guess that's rugby league. All
0: right, bit of UFC, bit of fight sports. Obviously, coming up this weekend, Conor McGregor takes on Dustin Poirier. Very wet for that fight. Also, Kiwi Dan, Hangman Hooker takes on Michael Chandler of less excitement, but still excited for that fight. Not too much else to really say around the Conor thing other than just that we're both wet for it, I assume. Dripping wet. Yep. Dripping wet. Like he's I looking w- pretty good it, Wouldn't it just be nice As fight fans to get Connor 2.0 And yeah. then go another ride yeah. And like just talk all that shit And fucking knock people out Like yeah. That'd be fun That'd be nice I think we could really do With a bit like of Connor 2.0 Come back to the glory days Just start murking motherfuckers It'd be nice He said he wants to make a run at 155 Like he did in featherweight So he's like I cleaned out that division I would like to try and do the same thing now just clean yeah, them out. Just clean them out. Just go and fucking try and put in some fights. Now, he said he was going to do something similar last year. Didn't do it. COVID, though. It's COVID. Exactly right. Sorry, I just got a message from Steph. Evie just put a dead lizard in her mouth. So that's nice. <laughs> something to think about. Good Everyone? protein. Good protein. Louis the cat is killing lizards with reckless abandon around our house because now he's got a bit of garden to play with. And Evie's put a dead one in her mouth. So that's good. Good, good, good. Good stuff. Uh... So yeah, look, if we can get Connor back, he is looking fantastic. He, he looks If that's great. anything to go by, we like to put a lot of currency in looking good, not personally, but for other people. Well, why wouldn't you? And he's looking fantastic. He's looking unbelievable. He's looking unbelievable. So fingers crossed, we'll see. Uh now, the main one I want to talk about was yesterday, mm. Sunday. Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater. Testy pop there, I apologize. Uh so Max Holloway obviously has lost twice in title fights to Aussie Alexander Volkanovsky, who we love. Yeah. Question, you know, contentious losses. Well... The first one he definitely nah, lost. No, the first one he definitely lost. The second, second one, one... A little more contentious. A little more contentious, but, you know, you got to beat the champ to beat the champ. Blah, blah, blah. He believes he won both fights. And a lot of people believe he definitely won the second. Whatever. He was coming back and fighting... He's still the number one contender, Max Holloway. Mm. And he was fighting Calvin Cater, who's sort of like a, older than him. Max has been fighting in the UFC since he was twenty. He's now like twenty-nine. Calvin Cater older, but he's number six in the world, I think, Calvin Cater. And he was go and but he's been impressive. Max Holloway, and it was like, how's he gonna bounce back from losing? Holloway, I'm talking about, and you know, is he still the man? Like, mm. is he still got it? He when I say he beat the fuck out of Calvin Cater, I could not be more Effusive in how much he beat the fuck out of Calvin Cato. Like he was hectic. the The commentators basically were saying like, "This is the best Max Holloway we've ever seen." Like he is. I'm just getting up some numbers here. If you want to follow a great Instagram page, it's called Numbers MMA, and it just that's all they do. Numbers. Numbers MMA. are great. Numbers MMA. So most he's got the the. This is the record for most significant strikes landed in a single round. Mm. Max Holloway. Uh, Calvin Cater, 141. Number two, Max Holloway versus Ortega, 134. Number three, Neil Magny, 114. Number four, Max Holloway, 108. No other people have landed over 100 significant strikes in a round. So Max is three of the top four. Go to the next one. From the start of his fight against, his first fight against Jose Aldo a couple of years ago, yeah, he's accounted for 1% of all the significant strikes landed in the UFC. All of them. All of them. He averaged one significant strike landed every 3.4 seconds over 25 rounds of UFC fighting. Wow. He's now landed 2,618 significant strikes in the octagon. No one else in UFC history has landed more than 1,711. So he's 900 mm-hmm. ahead of, ahead of the else. next best person. Before this fight, no one in UFC history had landed over 290 significant strikes in a single fight. So no one had ever landed more than that. Max Holloway outlanded Calvin Cater by three hundred and twelve significant strikes. Like it just it was Calvin fucking ridiculous, dude. How did, how did Calvin go five rounds? Honestly, I don't know. I had money on Max decision fifth round. Would have won a decent little chunk of money there and it should have been it could have been stopped in the 3rd and the 4th. It could have been stopped in the 2nd. Like he got I think he got 3 10 8 rounds, which in like UFC it, like it doesn't have, it's very rare to ever see 10 8 like. I don't they don't just give them out. No. He got 3 10 8 rounds. In the 3rd like Calvin Kattar just tough as fuck. Mm. But almost like against it like not good for you tough like you your chin's almost too good. Like, I don't, you can't see someone getting pumped that badly. And when you see those numbers, for him to like ever come, to, for him to be the same. Better off to go down the first round and, and delay a bit of damage. See another day. See another fight. Fight another day. Go try to get better and come back. It's like, mate, I don't know how you come back from that. Like, it was ridiculous. There's also a video that you've probably seen everywhere, but it was on our Instagram at Hello Sport Podcast. If you're not already following it, you are fucking losers. And it's, like, around the... I think it's in the fifth round, fourth or fifth round. And I think in the pre-fight, G-Up, Kater had said that, like, I'm the senior boxer here, Holloway's varsity, which is an American term for, like, college shit. Varsity being junior, senior. I'm just helping out the punter and the dribbler. Yeah, I'm saying sure. Yeah. So after Max has just beat the shit out of this guy for five rounds, he starts... He starts going like, bah, bah, punch, punching him and then like going, I'm the best boxer in the UFC and then looking at the commentators and saying it and then bang, punching him again and then looking away and then at one point, literally not like, smacks Kater in the face, not looking at him, speaking to the commentators and then dodging his fucking punches like Neo when he realizes he's the one <laughs> and he's just like, just not even looking, and he's blocking this guy's fucking arm movement. The video's on the Instagram. It's ridiculous. It is so sick. I've watched it a bunch of times, and I'm probably going to watch the fight again. Like, after I know a fight's result, I'll vary. I don't. The only ones I've really ever watched are McGregor ones, because they're either quick or the one against Nate Diaz, which was hectic. I've watched both the Nate Diaz fights again. Yeah, same. Several times. Several times. I've watched the Alvarez ones. I've watched a lot of his fights. But it's mainly times. Conor's fights I'm watching again. Always. I will watch this one again, and if you haven't watched it, I'm pretty sure it's on KO. Shout out to KO. Shout out to him. Um. Because it was a free to air fight, go back and suck it up. dude, it was so fucking hectic in terms of they, they they were calling it like, "Wow, is this already a fight of the year contender?" I'm like, I mean, maybe, but like is a fight of the year just a guy getting the shit beaten out of him and not going down That's not I don't know because it max he like the cater landed some punches on Max as well to be fair, like you go, oh Max Holloway is just impossible. He's like a cyborg. Like, you can't knock him down. No. Keita did hit him with some big shots. And Max's face was relatively fucked up after the fight, but you're just like, you can't knock him down. He's also the only person now, I can't remember what this stat is, but it's like in 20 fights in the UFC to have never been dropped once. He's never been dropped. Only person. Now, Never around. been dropped in 20 fights is ridiculous. That's, even Nate Diaz has been dropped once. Well, Nate Diaz has Dears been dropped, dropped a couple of times. times, yeah, heaps of times. But sorry, Nate Diaz never been, has been KO'd once. Was what I meant to say. Um, but yeah, never been dropped. Like what the fuck? Yeah, are forget he KO'd. About? He's never been never dropped. Been dropped. Yeah, he Crazy. has a ridiculous chin, but that again, may be too tough for your own good long term. Anyway, it has to be seen. But get that fight with Volkanovski on again. Give us a third. Yeah. Well, so Volkanovski now fighting Brian Ortega for the title if he beats Ortega then it's back on. Has to be. Like, it just has to be. Has to be. And then if you if Volkanovski wins again, it's like, shut up. Shut up now. It's time to shut up. Yeah. Max, you're great, but... Pay the man his dues. You gotta, you've got to start sucking off the Volk. Yeah, you got to start getting on your knees for that Volk. Yeah, you got to. Which you should be already. The guy's defended his title. Like, definitely yeah. not, though. He, he reckons he won both fights. That's, yes. that's his opinion. Oh, look, I get Max not getting on his knees for him, but, like, the fight world. The people. Be. Yeah, the people. Anyway, we can get up off our knees now and uh, move on. What do you think about that, Edward? Sounds good. Uh, Australian Open coming up. Surprised it's actually even going ahead, Eddie, but... Uh, had to. Had Too much to. money. I, I know. Money speaks. Especially because Channel 9 bought the rights and let go of cricket, and they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We can't not have this thing on. But also, like, you know, what, what league... What event hasn't gone ahead? Yeah, exactly. The only thing that has been cancelled was Wimbledon because apparently they had like crazy insurance that they'd been like putting money aside for so, rainy a rainy day fund. Right. Apparently Which, they, So when the tide went out for them, it was like no, nah, we're they're not. They're the smartest. They're mood. the smartest people in the room. Apparently they kept they kept a very close. Other than eye, the rock, of course, they kept a very close eye on. Um, Global. SARS, okay, and they were like, hmm, like could that because something like that happen in the future? Let they have like full on pandemic insurance. Hectic, genius, S- genius. So as we said, when the tide goes out, you see who's swimming nude yeah. and not them. Nah, they're fully clothed, but so, you can see their big, big dicks still. Well, I think they just left that cock out there fly, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, as like yeah. a reminder. Yeah, I'm swimming nude, but you can still see my dick. Yeah, yeah. But no one else had it. No, and Australian Open sure as shit didn't. No, we're not that smart. No, we're not. So it's got to go ahead. And happy for it too. Uh, a lot so- of a lot of players coming back on flights filled to the brim with COVID. Yeah, so they've been put into hard quarantine. They're basically 14, petri dishes. Fourteen days. Fucking take it. Yeah, cop it, cop it. But people aren't happy. Well, of course not. But it was like the guy I heard this morning. The the, what, the person. So like everyone's basically become a close contact because they're on the plane with this guy. But he tested negative in Doha or wherever before they left, and then positive once he got here. Yeah, well, that's the nature of COVID, isn't it? So it Rolls baby, you can't like you you're going to be you could be negative at the start and positive fucking 10 days later. So a negative test at the start counts for nothing. Yeah, I know but the start of a flight I think was fucking it's like you developed covid up in the air. Yeah. Oh, okay, I get you. <laughs> anyway, Dave, you were saying before that Novak Djokovic of you know, it's desperate for fans fame, but obviously oh, very good at...
1: Anti-vax, anti-COVID. Anti-vax, anti-COVID,
0: fame. got COVID fame. Uh, he's got some a list of demands because they're now all locked down.
1: Yep. So after there's been five positive COVID tests, three planes have come in with COVID on it. Fuck Djokovic. On. I don't know if he has... No, he did, he did just arrive and he's just gone into quarantine, I think. So he's got some demands that he thinks would be fair yep. for the players. Fair. For all players or just for Novak? Well, I think he's trying to make it for all players, but he probably just wants it for himself. Yep. He'd be pretty dick-eddy. He well, he's asking out, on
0: behalf of all the players, but he'd put himself at the top of the of list. Of course.
1: Well, I mean, everyone else seemed quite okay to just follow the laws and protocols, but he seems to think he deserves special treatment. Okay. But anyway, so his demands are fitness and training material in all rooms.
0: Sure, I can, sure. I can get around yeah. that.
1: That's fine. Um, decent food for elite athletes after players took aim of the meals on offer. Sure. Sure. Um, reduce the days in isolation for players in hard isolation. No. Why, why would we mm. do that? Why that doesn't make sense. That's just like going, like, or you just take days off.
0: Would like it's fourteen days for a reason. It's an incubation period. That's why. It's why they didn't make that up. No, it's not like just an arbitrary number, vac. What are you talking about? Mm. So no. no, 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 not doing that. Uh,
1: permission to visit your coach or physical no. trainer as long <laughs> no. as they pass No.
0: No, you can speak to them on the phone. Say, yeah, but oh, get a video link up. We'll help you with Zoom and shit. Yeah, yeah. We're like what's the difference? Can't you? It's a fourteen-day quarantine because it's a fucking incubation period. So no, we're saying no to that one.
1: This one's also kind of similar and doesn't really make sense. But- you
0: could uh, you could room them all together. Does he want to room with this guy?
1: <laughs> well, his next demand is... Uh, we could room him. To- yeah. To grant the player and the coach to be on the same floor of the hotel.
0: Well, that doesn't make a difference, though, because you can't see Yeah, him. you're in the room. You I could be in a different hotel. Home. It doesn't matter. We'll set you up video link, Novak. You That's can a share a room if you want. We can knock down a wall and just have it be glass so you can see each other. Well we're not technique. gonna do that. You can just share a single. Well, yeah, you're a king single. You're you're in the single and your coach is on the trundle. Yeah, that's what, what we're we'll that? How about that? How's that sound to you?
1: And the last one is to move as many players as possible to private houses with the tennis court to facilitate training.
0: Oh my god, Novak. You uh, Like as would... in like a mansion, like a cribs mansion where it's got a tennis court or like a some like be... regional suburban fucking area. Hundred what? Hundred and sixty-four players in the men's comp, I think. What? That's one hundred and sixty-four houses. Oh, okay, yes. Plus Sweet. the women's side, so three twenty fucking whatever the numbers are. And then three twenty-eight. There's
1: there's doubles. There's the there's wheelchair tennis there as well. But like, oh, you look at it up, like four hundred
0: houses. Where are you getting these houses from? Hey, Peter Pan, fucking come down from your bloody candy cane cloud <laughs> and live with the rest of the world. That's not possible. You know what's funny as well? Novak, like. Of fucking organize a tournament mid fucking pandemic and everyone get COVID fame yeah. like what the fuck do you know about jack shit yeah hey bro I don't know if you're the best fucking person to be giving out tournament advice <laughs> in you, fact you're the last you're the last person because you, your tournament was sh- like was a, a disaster you gave like twenty people COVID and Nick Curios had to chirp you if you get when when the king has to come in and start chirping you know you are fucked up now someone did point this out I don't know if someone sent it to us in the IG DMs or what but. Curios not in lockdown because he's an Australian boy and he's just out freely fucking hitting balls and just getting ready to rip. Swinging. 21 bucks to win the Open. Juicy. Do I hate it? No. Nah, I don't hate it. I feel like Nick's turned the tide. I think so. I think Nick might be ready to bloody, you know, win level up, win a major. Like that. Get on it. I'd get on it. That's our bet. Get on it. Nick to win the Aussie Open. But uh, yeah, Novak, wild list of demands. And, again, much like the little fat blue cone guy from cricket, I like that there are people like that in the world because it just it adds to the rich tapestry of life. Yeah. But stupid. Look, there was a dribbler that reached out into the, uh, the DMs yesterday. Now, obviously, you know, we support Australian sprinting on this podcast. Always have. Always have, and we always will. Now, Rowan Browning of... White boy Australian, Sporting pretty quick team. fame. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's run he's run the he's run a ten he's broken the ten second barrier, which is impressive. Because the only man to do it legally is Patrick Johnson. He ran like nine nine six or something as an Australian. Dior, yeah, as an Australian. I don't know no know one else. Patrick has run, Johnson is. What do you mean the legally? Indigenous sprinter? Oh, okay. Legally by wind, like because sometimes you can run with a tailwind, and they break ten seconds, but it's illegal. I think it's two meters a second. You're allowed. Rowan Browning ran his sub-10 second with 3.3 uh, 3 meters so a second. So it's illegal. So it's illegal. Right? Oh, okay. So, like, it's impressive, but it's not that impressive. From, now, a, from a sprinting standpoint. Now, this dribbler came into our inbox saying- Are we going to call him out? You say his name? Fletcher. Yeah. Fletcher Schofield. Shout out, Fletcher. Thanks for reaching out. Now, Fletcher's passionate about his Australian sprinting. He said that, now, this may throw a spanner in your works with a theory that a white Aussie will never win a gold medal at the Games. He's got some serious wheels. Now, I'll stop you there. Yeah. The world record in sprinting is 9.58 legally, yeah. Usain Bolt. So there's, there's a long way to go to even get close to the world record. Now, I'm not saying that you run a world record to win the Olympics, but even if it's 9.8 to win, he's yeah. still a fucking long way off that. Yeah. His PB is 10.08 le- with legally. a legal wind. You need to run a 10.05 to make the Olympics. So currently, he's not even at the Games. <laughs> he's not even there. So, let alone winning the fucking thing. The fucking gold. So Fletch, I think, maybe, you know, was quickly alerted to the fact that he is a dribbler and doesn't know what he's talking about and that a white Australian will probably never, ever, ever yeah. win a gold at the Olympics for sprinting. That's right. Look, and it's just another example of you've you got to deal yeah, you got to do your own research. Otherwise, you get your are left fucking chirped. I love you're, you're left high dry. Yeah, high and taken licks. Yeah, on the biggest podcast in the country. Yeah, that's right. I think it's now time for us to dribble. Thanks, like Fletcher's dribble leading us into the
1: dribbler. Drill. Nice let's segue. Yep, let's go, deal. Cool, get them up. I just wanted to show you this. Just came up on my Facebook as a memory. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, is that little Dior with, uh, with Chris, Chris Gayle yeah. of "Don't Blush, Baby" fan? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was like must have been two thousand twelve or something. Two thousand twelve? No, How earlier, young actually. are you in two thousand twelve, nah, bro? I was, I was probably like ten or eleven
0: there. Cute, bro. Very, Very cute. cute. You're probably the size of his dick there. <laughs> That'd
3: the be size fair to say. Of one of his nuts.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the length, well, the size of one of his nuts, length of his cock. Just cute. to, you know, yeah. keep it crass. Keep it crass, mate. That's really cute, Dior. Mm. That's so sweet, mate. Little is that Dior. you taking a selfie there? Yeah. Of course it is.
1: And I, you probably had to take it, like, on the actual front camera of the phone because the phone didn't have a camera on each Bullet. side back then.
0: I've never taken a selfie with a celebrity.
1: Never?
0: I don't think so. I don't think so. A selfie or a photo? I've definitely taken a photo, right? Yeah, so, like... Mm-hmm. But when I was coming up, getting like, I came up in the autograph generation where it was like, Mm. can you sign this for us? I used to have autographs of fucking, like, you know, athletes and celebrities and shit. By the time it was the selfie, I was old, too old to fucking care.
4: Mm. B.O. Dave. Tom and Eddie. (laughs) Jesus Christ. The North Stradbroke dribbler. Calling in from North Stradbroke. (laughs) <laughs> I've just had a post-school wig out. I caught a bus about a week ago from Gundawindi to Brisbane. And on the bus, I was I was balls deep in a Marnus Labashane bed shit of a 90. <clears throat> so also, that was probably day two. It would be day two or something. And I was loving it. I was loving it. I was on KO, free plug. And I get a tap on the shoulder. I wouldn't call myself religious, if I'm going to be honest. I couldn't call myself religious. This bloke tapped me on the shoulder, bailed me up proper, and just starts talking religion. Jehovah's Witness vibes. He eventually does a prayer for me. I'm wigging balls. Have you ever any... Have have you... Tom Eddie Dior if you are religious Dior, I know you're slightly religious. <laughs> um, based on previous podcasts, I must I might be misreading the situation, but I feel like you could be based yeah, on so past, slightly. Uh, experiences. Tom Eddie Dior have you had any Jehovah's Witness moments slash Door salesman moments that you've just hated? Cheers. Beers, probably not soon, because North Stradbroke's under intense COVID lockdown, but beers, hopefully.
0: Beers, hopefully, bro. Uh, no, not religious, but I certainly remember back in the day, my mum sometimes would just let the Jehovah's Witness people into the house. She'd let them in. She'd shoot the shit with them. Actually, you know what? One time I was walking home from... Uh, I'd. This was back in my Lothario days. No, I was, I was walking home from... Uh, you know a kick-ons or some shit um and it was the next day walking from paddington to redfern now anyone that lives in sydney knows that if you're bounced out and you're walking from Paddington to redfern on a hot day fucking nightmare fuel and i get back to my front door and a like jehovah's witness sort of christian operator chick was there and she stopped me for a yarn And it was one of those things that's like, I was so close to home and I was so fucking heavily bounced that I should have just said no thanks and kept walking. But I was also like, I was in that like early 20s, you know, over opinionated fucking phase of my life. And obviously I don't take religion very seriously at all. So I just had this fucking, like, a a respectful debate with this woman, but I just kept asking her questions and shit, and she was like, God is the tree that's right here, and God is, I'm like, but what does that mean, though? Like, <laughs> how does that make sense? She so had it out with what? I had it out with her for, like, oh 45 minutes to an hour. Are you fucking serious? Uh, uh,
1: was this, like, 6 a.m. in the morning or something? No, this was, like, 10. Oh, shit. No, Who won? Sleep.
0: Well, no one. Was. <laughs> of course, they did. No one. You know what she did because she managed to hold my attention. She didn't get anything across to me, but she had me there for you know a long, long time. That's impressive. I don't think I've had any run-ins
1: really. No, I'm not religious. Don't have any stories to tell. Sorry. At uni, there used to be all these Bible study dudes that would come up to you, and they would—they would all be wearing the same shirts and stuff. At uni, they would just walk around trying to get people, or they would have their own little circles and try. to get The
0: people Red Frog them. people at uni and shit as well.
1: Remember them? But they weren't religious.
0: Yeah, but they they're were. religiously affiliated. Yeah, yeah. Really? but they, yeah, but they, they just influence. rock up. They don't—they don't jam. They know. Oh, but I remember like when there'd be the Red Frog room, where it was like if you're a bit, you know, you needed a you needed a water and a sit down for a moment. And a couple of red frogs, nicely enough. I remember them throwing around some God rhetoric and it was like, yo, this ain't the time. I've had a gutful. I and I'm barely used... like, I'm seeing double in here. <laughs> I don't need you to start spreading the word of the Lord while I'm, you know, mm. uh,
1: compromised. Yeah. But- I, I thought they just worshiped the red frogs. Well, that's no certainly,
0: the the red frog is, you know, uh, it's like communion, right? It's the body of Christ. That's mm. like the frog of Christ. Yeah. But I like- With a lot of religious, like, people. I think... I remember, like, out my year nine, uh, I guess he was a studies of religion teacher. Mm. Shout out to Mr. French. Obsessed with Ultimate Frisbee, which would shock no one that a religion guy loves Ultimate Frisbee. Um, And he... He's a... Like, it's not hard for, like, sort of some... For the sort of... the, 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 The thread to unravel a little bit if you just keep asking questions. And like for the ridiculous to just present itself quite quickly, right? So it's like heaven. Okay, so what's in heaven? And like, so we just ask him this shit and he's like everything. And I'm like, okay, but like, can we be a bit more specific here? Like, what are you, what sort of things we seeing seen? He's like, you could see like tigers with wings. And I'm like, there it is. There's the bullshit. <laughs> two questions in, you said tigers with wings. I'm out. You're a fucking idiot, respectfully. But like, I'm not, I'm not here for this. And the way he'd try and describe like the dangers of premarital sex to the class was he'd get like a picture, a piece of paper with a woman drawn on it, a piece of paper with a man drawn on it. Already that's not PC anymore. What about two dudes? You fucking homophobes! And then he'd make you glue the piece of paper together, and then try and unpeel it after it's dried. And then he's like, "That's what fucking premarital sex is. You leave a piece of yourself with the other person, and you can't come apart. Um, like you can't come apart." the same way that you went together and so it's like bad. And then he went on to say that tigers might have wings in heaven. And it was like, you don't know fucking nah dude. That's just how glue works. Yeah. You've lost. You that's just glue. You've just you've just you've you've, you've explained (laughs) the benefits of glue. (laughs)
1: You've demonstrated premarital sex for glue.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's just glue, dude. That's just you. You That's you who. Go on the big lift.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Exactly.
0: (laughs) That's why we buy you who. Doing what it says on the packet, bruh. Yeah. That's all that is. You've got this whole thing confused. Don't try and Tear apart glued paper. Weird analogy, bro. Weird analogy. Very weird analogy. Uh, but let's move on. Let's move on. Um,
1: he's got another dribble.
0: No. No. He's done his thing. He's done yeah, his. He's he done well. Good. Let's not ruin a good thing. Yeah. So
1: what was recorded at 3 a.m. in the morning? No. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> we got
0: enough out of that one. Yeah. All right, moving on. Tom, Eddie, D or Dave, punter,
5: dribbler. So I was at the pub the other day, got into an argument with a fella about um, about which sport's better, AFL, NRL. You know, he brings up the crowds, as they do. And then I had this sport. Fucking AFL's the most beatest sport, right? So you get the ball, you kick it. You just miss. You just miss the 6.0, whatever the fuck it is. The ref comes over to you and goes, fuck, mate, you did a good job. Well done, champ. You did your best. Good kick. And for that, I'm going to give you one point. How fucking baser is that? You get the ball, you kick it, you fucking miss. You miss the fucking post. You don't get that in any other sport. When you fucking miss, you fucking miss. You don't get one point for fucking missing. Anyway, I got carried away there. Now, wonder why fucking Melbourne's full of fucking long-haired fucking latte-sipping yuppies. They're fucking sport. Fucking is giving away participation awards. <laughs> anyway, boys. Sorry if this bloody point's been brought up. I haven't heard on the dribbles before. Anyway. Fuck. Be you soon. AFL never. Love your work. Top of the heap. See you later. Bye.
0: Now, I do believe that that might have been like a Carl Barron joke about getting a point for being close enough. I haven't heard that. I'm but not it's saying a, he's ripping it but off, but it's a I good point. Mean, I think Carl Barron may have made that point once. Shout out to Carl. Shout out to Carl, one of the great Australians. That's a good point, though. It's a good point. You know, rewarding mediocrity has always been. It's not what we're odd. about. Yeah, it's not what we're about. Certainly not in a sporting context. You well, it's mediocrity. funny. Like, name another sport where close enough is good enough. Nothing, and, unless you're talking about a sport where you are scored. You know, like you know, you fall off a wave in surfing. They might get you fucking half a point or something. Yeah, but that's
1: yeah, that's not that's not mm-hmm. that's not what's going well, like, on here.
0: There's no subjectivity in AFL from no. a point scoring system. Or
1: by like the literal definition of lawn bowls. It's like oh, you're close, and there's nothing you can't but get more than
0: again. Points. Not subjective. Yeah. You are that you are where you are. Mm. It might be something to do with why they're kicking so bad.
2: Because because like, it hasn't it. improved.
0: Because it's like well, look, I can spray this and still get rewarded. Yeah. Like, I don't need to be that accurate. Sort of like what they're saying with the problem with uh, cricketers getting hit in the head all the time is that now they've got helmets, they don't learn how to get out of the way of it. They're like, fuck it, i got a helmet. Yep, exactly the same thing. It's exactly, exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. But it's, I mean, look, it's been a weird one. If you're an <laughs> AFL nut and you love it, and you've got an opinion on why your sport rewards mediocrity, I'd yeah. love to hear it. Yeah. 'Cause to make no mistake, we're gonna be we're gonna do our best to dive a little bit more into AFL in twenty twenty one. Yeah. In, and what, this is what, our way of uh, this is our olive branch. This is our olive branch. Reach out and feel free to rebut that guy's dribble. <laughs> Let's move on. Hey guys, the Beetle Dribbler
5: again. I'm um, of Christmas Hamper Fame. Oh yeah. Oh, summer days. Summer days. Ah, summer days, summer days. I love summer days, summer summer days. Um, they all that photo. Wanna bay on that on the Facebook page? Look, you look
6: fucking
5: fucked up. Sort your kid out, mate. When you're going out,
1: that's it.
0: That was the whole. Okay, yeah, all right. Cheers, okay. man.
1: Actually, now that I remember, because that photo was at Watson's Bay on Tuesday night, and I met another dribbler there, George. Did you put
0: the photo up, or did someone no, take no, the one photo? Of my, of you no, one of my mates did. Oh,
1: right. We were sitting there, one yeah, of my mates yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll chuck a photo up. But I did see another lovely black cord cap among the crowd. Bruh, there. they're
0: everywhere mm. at the moment. Yeah. They
1: are everywhere. Mm. And actually, I think I tried to look this up, but I couldn't find it, or maybe it was that nine. I was four dying. million. But, we um, sold We sold four million. Yes. So, of course, you've seen it's them It's not day. surprising. There's almost one per person in Sydney. Yeah, if exactly. they were all in Sydney. Exactly. But um, So, I met a dribbler, Jordan, who said that he, uh, I think, played against Jake Chabrovich in cricket when he was younger, and now he teaches at the same school as Jake's mum. And apparently, according to him, Jake was a gun at cricket and scored a few centuries. Of course,
0: yeah, after. yeah, yeah. No, I've heard that as well. Hmm. Jake, a weapon with the bat, um, maybe with the ball as well. I don't want to speak for Jake. Obviously, Jake knows who to, knows how to get in touch with us. If you if you if you're going to try telling me Jake doesn't bowl leg break, then I'm not. Here. I'm I. I think Jake could absolutely bowl leg break, but I think he could probably bowl like six different deliveries in the same over mm. in terms of like this one's going to turn leg this is an off spinner yeah here's a fucking Yorker on your Ridge toes is complete I mean, now I'm going to break of, complete Not utter variation here's a fucking slower ball you could argue the complete cricketer I would argue that now we are looking at potentially and this is early days maybe doing some sort of a cricket thing like a you know Hello Sport Invitational not going to get into it but Jake we are extending and look Tommy as well obviously but hearing that Jake's a good cricketer, this might be just more Jake's alley. You might need to come and play. That's all we're saying. It's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. Let's move on. Jake, you better fucking play.
6: Tom and Eddie, Dior Dave, Hunters and the Dribblers. The murder Dribbler calling in from uh, Austin, Texas.
0: Oh yeah, murder. Mystery, uh, one man. of
6: the uh, Texan Dribblers. Uh, Good to have you both back on the air. Um, Never left. Really impressed with last week's podcast. I just thought I'd catch up, let you know how the US is faring um, in COVID times. You'll probably want to know that since we last spoke, uh, three of the four Texan dribblers did come down with COVID, but have fully recovered. So um, no need to worry there. Um, I did want to bring up something back um, that was said in episode 247 just before uh, the Christmas break. It did catch my ear, and I wasn't sure when to ring up since you were going on a Christmas break, and my dribble would probably just be missed. But since you're back, um, I'm just going to play a quick snippet of what was said as it's kind of uh, interesting and got me thinking um, about what the roles are and capabilities of a certain pretty prestigious organisation uh, in Australia. Here it goes.
5: And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, Al, I'm a single mom and like my, whole, my taps started getting clogged and my sink got clogged. And, you know, I was just trying to call for him to get help and, and she said she was going to get on it right away and then no one ever came. And then that tree that's in the front yard, that fell onto my house and I had to call the SAS to get it off. And then she said she's going
6: to... Uh, if everyone heard correctly, Tom said that the lady had the SAS come to fix the tree in the front yard. <laughs> Um, I've done a little bit of digging on what the SAS actually does, and they specialise in counterterrorism, terrorism um, special recovery, long-distance reconnaissance miss- missions, and they are really know known as the highest skilled and most deadly uh, force, defence force in Australia, so um, I'm just wanting to draw the link. Did they commit the alleged or did they allegedly commit the war crimes because they are having to take, do meaningless tasks like clear trees out of Tom's front yard? <laughs> Just a question for the punters and the dribblers, Tom and Eddie. Um, I'd like to finish the podcast by encouraging and a shout out to the wider rugby league wingers, Jam. Um, I'm still waiting to hear from Angus Crichton or one of the other manly dribblers that listen as to why this is the case. Um, hopefully it can be answered in twenty twenty one. Um shout-out cheese and bacon rolls
0: soon, and they'll take it easy. Fantastic. Fantastic. Tom, do you want to take that? Well, it's a great question. And, look, I can only go off what I'm told, right? And mm. that's at the SAS came. Now, I wasn't in the house at that stage. No, you weren't. So I can't confirm or deny. But make no mistake, the SAS came to my apartment. And assessed the damage. And assessed the damage. Now, is there another body that maybe sounds similar to the SAS that – Someone could be getting confused with. They wear orange. I don't know. Is there? What is? What else is there other than SAS? If a tree falls on a house, what is it like? You know, when there's floods and there's crazy shit going on, is it the SAS? Well, I mean, it's not jumping out immediately. It's not the jumping SAS. Out. It's right? The S-
1: it's the SES. SES.
0: That's what it is. There you go. Maybe <laughs> I that's sure it. You
1: guys just didn't know. Well, maybe yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Although there's there's something to be said at the fact that the complete. Just dismay of poor upkeep of that apartment could be considered a war crime.
0: It could be. It could be somewhere. It's like we need to bring in the big. Look, obviously here. we know the S.E.S. helps out in floods and you know and disasters and, and, and trees. Disasters and trees. Show, like yeah. we knew that. But this, if you've been around to the the Birmingham residence, hmm. what's well, not his, but you know he lives there. I live he there. Yeah, it is in such a state that I think it's the right call getting the SAS around, and I don't think the S.E.S. is up to no, it. No, S.E.S. not up to it now. You might think that, what, at the 18th of January 2021, we got confirmed to move in uh, maybe the start of December. They agreed to all these terms in the list. You'd think by the 20th, 18th of of January that they would have done the things that they Mm. committed to, wouldn't you? You would have thought so. You would have thought that they would have. You'd be wrong. You'd be wrong. They have done nothing. But I like where I live, so what do I do? You just keep politely. That's what I think I do today. I'm just like, hey, guys. So twenty days into the new year, um, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> be better, be better. Let's move on. That otherwise I will get fucking angry. I just thought about how long it's been, and I'm pissed off. But great dribble there from the murder dribbler. Dribble. Loved it. Shout out to all the COVID uh, sufferers in his crew over in Texas. Glad to hear you've recovered. Glad to hear it. Pump for you. SES, not S A S. Tom, Eddie, Candice.
2: And the dribblers. Just want to wanna, uh, brief comment here, re- really, is that the message you left for the message tone is probably more than 90 seconds. So you're a bit, you're a bit dumb, uh, hypocritical there. Anyways, so I was in Balmoral Beach today and I was walking past it, it was probably about two o'clock. Had a beer beers in my hand and a, and a bag of ice, and I walked past a, a bloke wearing punters and dribblers, uh, black corduroy cap, and as I walk past him, walking nice and slowly, giving my contact whatever, and I say, dribbler? And he doesn't acknowledge me. So I felt quite offended by that and kept walking on. Anyways, uh, the reason for my call is to just really establish some sort of convention around acknowledging dribblers in public. So what do you think? If if you've got a punters and dribblers, black corduroy cap going on, how should we go about uh, how should we go about acknowledging um the facts that you are a real dribbler? Um, anyways, love to hear your thoughts. Uh, uh this is uh seven seven personal best uh beat beat tests going on here and um I look to improve myself in twenty twenty one but uh, you know, the 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 source is real and that that's about it. So be soon. Love to hear your thoughts. Bye bye now.
0: Great question. Great question. Because firstly, he should have been acknowledged by that fellow dribbler. Mm. That was a mistake. And maybe that guy, having heard this, is going, Fuck. I didn't know he was saying. When dribbler. he said Balmoral, I was like, I wonder if it was me. <laughs> well, if he didn't know it was you, then that would be weird. That would be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it I haven't be been weird. down at Balmoral for a little while. I'm sure that it wasn't but you. But when he said that at first, you, I was you like, were like, Oh, was ooh, that me? Was that me? Now, but it wasn't cuz i always you, know it. you've got well, try well, to you try to if someone says dribble you're probably going to right but i do think that there is probably uh, it's important to have some sort of uniform greeting it doesn't have to be verbal it can just be like a no- a knowing su- you know glance Whether, I, I think there needs a tip to be of the cap. i think there needs to be acknowledgement yeah. that's what i think now it needs to be done one way or another yeah. if it's a wink if it's a nod winking could give the wrong impression like it could be a bit like, oh, yeah. I've seen a glory hole back there. So okay, or what about this? You touch your hat, you just touch like your like just tip the, put, cap, tip the cap, wink. You know what I mean? If you put, if you touch the cap and wink, then I think you're good. Yeah. So If you don't have one on, but you see one, I think you can feign a, a tap tip, a, a, a hat, hat Yeah, tip. so you just, yeah, you grab, you, the brim, you grab the brim of your imaginary hat. hat and, and wink. And wink. <laughs> that ought to do it. I think that's it, just a... a uh, I like that. If you see a dribbler in the wild, it's yeah, because then you're not yelling at someone. No, exactly. You don't want to yell. And if you're looking at the the video footage, Eddie, let's just look at the cap and I mean, look at the camera and there you go. That's, yeah, how, you that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Little tug on the cap. Look, if you've had a couple of beers and you want to bellow out a dribbler, I think that's plan. oh, by all means. But just in if you want to be subtle, subtle in the wild. Look, if you're on the way to a work meeting and you see a bloke, you know, in his suit with his punter and dribbler hat on, and you're looking want to be a million subtle, dollars, you want, to be, you want to be subtle. That's how I'd do it. Yeah. Wink and a tug of your own cap, not the not their cap. No. Don't go tug another man's cap or no, no, woman's cap. You'd never do that. No, no. no. Sacrilegious. Sacrilegious. Um, that's how it's done. That's how it's I done. hope we clean it up. It's the official greeting in the wild.
3: Get out of the punches. It's the uh, Gosling Um well I'm sitting here at uh a.m. Uh, and I'm watching the Invisibles. The Invisibles, the 1948 Invisibles, Captain Byers, one only Don. Invisibles, and I want to have Invisibles. a bit of a about the Indian fucking. Not the, Invisibles. Invisibles. the old complaints, the Invisibles. old, oh, we can't handle fucking being in a five star hotel, right? So, the Invisibles, right? They went on a fucking Chug Chug boat, the big old G up boat, for fucking months without seeing their family, without seeing their friends, and the Don. The great Don, the goat, actually made his players, the team, the Australian team, eat on fucking rations. So compare that to Indians right now. And they don't need do right now. They're probably getting a rubber truck, fucking a nice massage, fucking, you know, treating all the fucking, uh, you know, back spasms, the old leg cramps. Like, the Indian Christian taste of the 1948 invisibles. The old, fashioned, up the guts, and you know, Honestly, harden up, grow up, India, play some cricket, let's have some fun, Australia to win, be there the gather. Let's go. Bye bye. Thank you, sir.
0: Basically just telling everyone to harden up yeah. because the invisibles The invisibles went I on think you met the invincibles, went on boats and you know, got scurvy. For six months. I can't believe it was a six month trip on a boat. Like what sort of fucking boat was that a sailboat? Was it six months? Look that up. That seems too long. Maybe it was three. Still though, it was months. Months. It's like, pretty hectic. It's a long way to go. It's a long way it's to go. It's a long way to go, but like what's the like engine, the horsepower of the engine's obviously not very good, but like the Titanic didn't even take that long. Obviously the Titanic was humongous but like and it sank and it didn't make it. But like Titanic <laughs> It was supposed to be like five number. days right not you know what i mean crossing yeah. the atlantic yeah it's obviously a lot further to go and it's a bigger it's a bigger boy but six months seems ridiculous slow aren't you today dave
1: yeah a little bit <laughs> my coffee's wearing off and i'm falling back asleep
0: back to bed when you get back home? to bed
1: um, i think so yeah <laughs> probably that's the life fuck that's the life that's the life Um, I don't know. I can't see where it says the time.
0: Invincible's tour to England. Time on a boat. If Eddie can find it on his phone before you, you've got to fucking buy us all something. Blokes. Blokes. Come on, Dave.
1: It's not on the Wikipedia.
0: How long does it take? Did it take... I've Googled, how long did it take to get to a boat? Get to, get to England, England a on a boat, 1930.
1: Oh, well, now we're just talking more generally.
0: Well, that's how you'd fucking work it out, wouldn't you?
1: <laughs> Six-week boat trip to England, it says here. Six-week. Six-week. Not R- six months. On not the six RMS months straight third. Land- oh, wow, they landed on Friday, April 16th, which was my birthday in that year of 1930.
0: There you go. So six weeks, not six, six months. Six weeks,
1: not six months. That's way... And that's the importance
0: of Dioring right there. As you, and, hear, you hear me say six months. But also, but also off the back of that, some really nice bonding. You know, you get to know your team. Mm-hmm. You could argue, trip's too short now. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the benefit of the COVID bubble now, is that you get to spend a bit more close quality time with your team. It's mate. worked for India. It has. It's worked for India. Now ask again that we respectfully go to Kookaburra and encourage them to sponsor us in the form of cricket gear.
1: Great idea. We need to be sponsored. Um, Other than that, Eddie, I think it is... Well, I'd just like to, before we go, give a shout out to my brother, Jake, whose birthday it is today and probably when this comes out, America time. So happy birthday, Jake. Happy birthday, He's Jake. He's the one alone. that got me into this podcast, so punters and dribblers. Did he really? Either. Yeah. Oh, well, shout out to Jake. Shout out to Jake. So Love that. People can either thank him for including me or people can hate him because I wouldn't be here Well, it,
0: look, it's up to you as well. Yeah, it is. We provide you with the freedom to make your own choices yes. on this podcast. Yep. But we prefer to say thank you, Jake. We'll, we'll say thank you. We'll That's say our choice. You. That's our choice. If you would like to personally go and attack Jake in the comment section, then you know we have no control over that, but we're saying thanks, Jake, and happy birthday. That's How old is Jake?
1: Uh, twenty-five. Fuck you're a great
0: age. Family, twenty-five, great age. Over in the US, ripping in a tearing. Has he had COVID yet?
1: He hasn't had COVID, actually.
2: Well, so he is ripping in a terror. He's he's well ripping in a taron.
1: Very well. Uh single or with a no, missus? Living with his missus at the moment. Okay. Zoe, shout out to her as well. Shout, shout out, out to Zoe. Zoe.
0: shout out to Jake. Shout out to COVID. Shout out to Dave. Shout, shout out to, to the America. And Cookabara, please reach out. Baba.
6: Could you two just not talk anymore?